What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. Before we start the show, we appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Also, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review the show. That really helps out as well. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. On this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show, we'll talk about the return of both Clay Thompson and Kyrie Irving. We'll also talk about if we think the Grizzlies are legit contenders in the West. And then we'll catch up on everything going on with the Lakers as we are halfway through the season during the Lake Show lowdown. All this and more on episode 227 of the TSK Show coming up right now. What is going on, everybody? We are back. Welcome to episode 227 of the Sports Kingdom Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Joining me as always, Shelton's very own Tyler Pacholke. What's up, TP? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Feels good to be back in the booth after some time off. Yes. Uh, we're back at it. Yes. If you missed uh, why we took a month off from recording, uh, go back and listen to our previous episode, episode 226, uh, where we also talk about everything going on in the NFL that we missed over the past month. Um, but Tyler got COVID. You can hear all about it on uh, episode 226. Um but since you've recovered, uh, Tyler, and we normally don't usually talk about much during this uh, little intro segment here on the basketball episode, since we've already been talking for usually about an hour already. Yeah. Um, but once you recovered from COVID, you got to go to the Clippers-Wolves game here yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. How I was did. that? Um, you know, with, with COVID outbreak, uh, all the pro sports, you know, is pretty affordable right now. So, um you know, I kind of jumped on the opportunity to get 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 my people with some tickets and different a couple different groups. And so, uh, me and my roommates went to Clippers Timberwolves. Shout out uh, Corey and Woody. We got way down there. We were in row eleven, which Damn. was. I mean, it was. I, I think that the closest you've ever sat at Staples Center. Yeah. Well, yeah, one hundred percent at Crypto. Yeah, for Staples sure. Center. Um, well, it's the Clippers. We can call it Crypto for the Clippers. <laughs> Uh, uh you know what i'll i'll settle yeah, with calling yeah. it the crypt for the clippers yeah yeah i'll so, settle it the crypt yeah so honestly like i mean it was like 40 bucks for the tickets and 20 dollars for the fee so it was 60 dollars. i mean to, to sit get, 11 rows from in the los floor. angeles you know um, for a clippers timberwolves game. yeah because i mean the rosters were decimated i mean for sure but i i ended up picking the timberwolves um because they had a couple kids from seattle yes. uh so i got to see uh jalen noel and uh Jaden mcdaniels play yes. play live so they both played really well uh Jaden actually tied his career high in points i believe yeah um and then noel had the the best play of the game he had a monster dunk uh, oh there we go and then uh and then also anthony edwards ended up playing so we we missed out we missed out on like Cat and D'Lo. Not that I, mean, I I necessarily care about that. Um, but but I got to see Anthony Edwards and he scored twenty eight points. He put on the um, show then. Yeah, I mean the Timberwolves really just handled the game the entire game. So you the Timberwolves won that game. Yep. By All right, like cool. 20. Clippers lost. Perfect. Yeah. Yep, we love it. Yep. Yep. But it was a lot of fun. It was it was a it was a really fun event. It was actually Star Wars night. Oh, that's right. I saw the pictures with Woody. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So they had all these all these famous characters walking around. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and we I went decked out in Sonic's gear. So oh, perfect. It was a good time. So and then I, we're gonna we're gonna hit the lake show yeah, next week. Yeah, we talked about we talked about it a little bit on, on episode two twenty six. Our our New Year's plans kind of got interrupted because unfortunately you you got COVID. Uh, you, Which that would have been such a sick game to be at, My dude. God. Lakers won by thirty. 
LeBron went off. Yeah, dude. It was. I was like watching the game where I was like at New Year's. It was just like me and a, a few friends just doing dinner. But like I had, I made them put on the Laker game because I was like, no, there's a Laker game on. We got to watch it. And they ended up winning by like thirty. I would have. It would have been so dope to be at that game. And it would have been, you know, Portland is the team I've seen the most. In yeah. The NBA, so, um, I've seen Portland play in L.A. twice already, uh, which is funny. So yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna be in there for the Pacers game next next week. Yeah, next. Um, so I I was thinking about this as the intro music was playing. We're gonna have to record on Thursday. Next yeah, week. yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna bump the schedule around. But this is gonna this will be a fun game. We're in the we're uh, we're not quite at row eleven, but we're in the two hundred level. So last time we went to a Laker game, we sat in the two hundred. Yeah, and it was good. there. I mean, there's not really any bad seats in those stadiums. That, yeah, you know, they're they're so well like they're they're so well made and designed that it's really tight in there. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited to go watch the Pacers. Uh, Get Pacers to go see Sabonis and the Lake Show, um, and then uh, and then I got. Uh, I'll, I'm also going to go to the Clippers Lakers game on March 3rd, which Ooh. is which is Blake's birthday. There we go. Okay, um, shout out Blake Show. Yeah, and then uh, oh, I got I got tickets to the uh, Krakens game in March. Against oh, the, against the Kings. Against the Kings. Oh, that's awesome. So that'll be my first uh, first time seeing the Kraken. I'm not sure if it's. The Kraken's first time in LA. I think they play one time before. So I mean, either way, you it'll get be, to see the Kraken be, for the yeah. first time. That's gonna be dope. Yep. Yep. So well, I'm excited. Thank you for the tickets. Uh, I'm very excited for next week. I took the day off of work. We're gonna make yeah, a whole I mean, day of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, I in my eyes, like when I saw all the ticket prices just dropping because the rosters were decimated, and you know, there's a lot of stars out and this and that. It, it was just. It's still NBA basketball. If you're if you're a, if you're a basketball fan. I don't mind watching I don't, a bunch of guys I don't really know. In fact, it's almost more entertaining to to kind of see these guys play. Yeah, uh, for the first time ever. Uh, yeah, it, we'll talk it, about that in a little bit. Because they're, they're 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 this is high level basketball. Um, doesn't matter who's out there. Definitely. So yeah, I mean, you got to you got to go to one NBA game so far this year. We're gonna go to another yeah, one I, next week. I think Xavier Moon got like he played well in the game that I went to, and then was like. Get guaranteed his contract for the rest of the year. There we go. Played really well. We love so to it's see like, it. You know that that's those are the kind of like unique opportunities you get to see someone you probably never see before. Yeah. So all right. Uh, before we talk about what we missed from around the NBA, I got to let you know that this episode of the Sports Kingdom Show is sponsored by Always Toyota. If you are into vintage Toyotas, especially from the '80s, whether you're buying, selling, collecting, refurbishing anything vintage. You got to hit up my buddy Alan from Always Toyota. You can find them at Always Toyota on Instagram and alwaystoyota.com. Come on, you're getting paid. Ask something. Three seconds at midcourt. Final seconds. Bryant for the win. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Take this and you burn it. Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. So when you get done with this, you should be butt ass naked. So like Tyler was kind of talking about how he enjoys just watching NBA basketball, no matter who is out there on the court, and just just watching high level basketball is just enjoyable for him. I I, I could not agree more. I mean, bat- basketball is my favorite sport. It's been my favorite sport my entire life. I, d- I don't really care who's playing. I will watch just about any basketball game, re- honestly, regardless of level. Yeah. Really. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, I-, I enjoy watching basketball. I-, I went to my old high school. Uh, actually, I uh, it might not have been during the break. It, it might have been uh, after or before we took a break. But I went to my old high school, and I, I went to see one of their games, actually, uh, one night this year. So, I mean, I, I will go watch any level basketball. I, I don't care. And right before we went on our, our break with the podcast, the, the Lakers and really the league itself started to have a, a COVID-19 outbreak yeah. within the Lakers team and, and amongst many teams throughout the league. Yeah. And, I mean, we're we're still seeing the effects of it to this day almost a month later. I mean, we were seeing record days of Woj and Shams reporting 
guys going into health and safety protocols. I just stopped tracking it. I just assumed that every team was working with about five, six guys less than normal. Yeah. Um, on any given night. Yeah. So it I was mean, just too much to to keep track of. You just assumed that at, at one point all of these players were missing games. Yeah. So th- this first topic in in three in the key, we're we're gonna kind of highlight some of the guys that that got second chances in the NBA because the league basically created a rule and created a new contract, uh, a form of a contract in a in a ten day hardship contract that didn't count as a a regular 10-day contract that players can only sign two of them, and once they get two, if you don't sign them for the rest of the year, they can go on to another team and and be signed elsewhere. These 10-day hardship contracts didn't go against the cap. You could sign as many of them as you wanted as long as it was equal to the amount of players your team had in health and safety protocol. So if you had five players in health and safety protocols, you could sign five guys to a 10-day contract hardship contract that would not count against your cap yeah wouldn't count as an extra roster spot none of that each player down you got a hardship deal right so you could just replace one for one equally and it it not affect your team in in any sort of financial way so i mean we saw guys with i mean familiar faces that made their return to the nba like joe johnson was signed by the celtics the team he was drafted by uh, Isaiah Thomas came back to the Lakers and played a couple of games. He played one game for the Mavs on a second 10-day, and then he ended up going into the health and safety protocols and never played another game for the Mavs. I don't believe he's gotten a, another chance since then. No. Um, Darren Collison signed a 10-day for the Lakers. Lance Stevenson has signed a second 10-day contract with the Indiana Pacers after looking absolutely incredible. Yeah. He, he had a career high in assists uh, like- with 14 the other night. In his first game, he scored 20 straight points for them. And just, I mean, it looks like he's in his prime. I mean, he's the definition of born ready, Tyler. Yep, he he is. And the best part is, we mentioned we're going to the Pacers game next week. He will be under contract next week, so we will get to see him play. And I'm very excited yeah, for that. No, that is that is exciting. I didn't think about that one. That'll <laughs> yeah, be good. Um, C.J. Miles uh, signed with the Celtics. Alfred Camino was also with the Celtics. Greg Monroe had some meaningful uh, games and minutes with the Bucks. During his 10-day contract, and people thought maybe he might get signed for the rest of the year. I think he's still floating out there. I don't I don't believe they signed him to anything extra. Um, but Mark Stein had reported, because he I, I believe he had a running tally. He he reported that over a hundred G Leaguers or former NBA guys got signed to a 10-day hardship deal by an NBA team during yeah. this breakout in the NBA. I mean, it it's truly remarkable to see the amount of guys either get a second chance or get their first chance in the league and yeah, and that's yeah. what you were kind of alluding to to where it was it was really cool to see in that Clippers Timberwolves games kind of guys really just fighting for their NBA lives. Yeah, yeah, it's a really unique time period in the NBA right now where you're getting all of these guys like it's just like it's like the season of opportunity. Like there's so many guys that are going to get a contract that would probably have never had an opportunity. Like they, it would have been, you know, maybe they weren't make it, you know, climb the ladder out of the G league or maybe they, you know, it's, it, it take, you know, the time it takes, takes them out of their prime or they get hurt. You know, there's so many factors as to why guys don't make it. Uh, this was, this was a cool like reverse on that, where it was given a ton of guys, uh, over a hundred guys yeah. opportunities. And, and then, you know, the, the guys getting the opportunities or their their first opportunities was great. And then you got guys like, you know, like you spoke of all the vets. It's just great to see back in basketball. Mario Chalmers for the Heat. Yeah, that's, I forgot I, about that I, name too. I, th- I think it shows, you know, there there is something to being a basketball player, a smart IQ guy and, and a glue guy, you know, playing within a team. It's, it's not all athleticism. It's not all prime. Uh, these old heads can go out there and play. I was surprised Jamal Crawford never got a call. Yeah, he was probably the one, you know, him, he's got to be way up there. J.R. Smith, maybe, as, like, best players not to get a call. Yeah. J.R. was lobbying to try and get a call because yeah, now he's done yeah. with golf so in, in college. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it was a, it was a really unique time, it, it was, and it's it's still going on, and I think it's I think it's a good thing. There's going to be a lot of guys getting getting shots that wouldn't get it before. I'm trying to – there was a there's a really good story. 
um, man, he was like a big time college player for for Tennessee, and now he's finally he finally made it to the NBA. Hobson, Hobson, or or something like that. But it would have been he's been out of college for like ten years, and then he finally got his opportunity to to play NBA mm-hmm. basketball uh, because of kind of the unique um, situation going on right now. Yeah, I mean it's it it was. Scotty Hobson. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, okay, now okay, yeah. Now that you say Scotty Hobson, that name definitely rings he play, a bell. He played at he played I mean, this kid's my age. This dude's my age. Yeah, and he he, he just got, got his first chance. He in played the NBA. at Tennessee at 2008 to 2011. That was in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So and and he's just now getting his first opportunity in the league. So uh there's a lot of cool stories. It's like that out Andre there. Ingram story from a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. D- different situation, obviously. Yeah, but. yeah, but but it's it's um you know, you see these guys that never gave up on the dream, grinded overseas, grinded in the G League. Uh we've had we had big three players, we had T B T players getting contracts. So, yeah. It's uh, just a cool cool time. It's it's a weird little uh window uh and a cool time to watch basketball right now. Uh, you're just gonna to see it's almost like preseason football you know like you like you said fighting for their careers yeah you know, they, they get 10 days yeah that's all they get to prove that they're an nba player and they gotta they've got to play so well they knock somebody off the roster i mean stanley johnson was signed to a 10-day contract for the lakers as, as a hardship exemption he started games for the Lakers under that 10-day hardship contract, yeah. and now he's under a different 10-day contract. So, I mean, I think Stanley Johnson will eventually be around for the Lakers for the long haul, and we'll talk about that during the Lake Show Lowdown. But, I mean... It's just a great time to pick up some role players yeah, and, I and mean, some grinders for your basketball team. And it's it's like we've been saying. It's the perfect opportunity for these players to get this chance, yeah, not, and they wouldn't not, get it otherwise. Yeah, I'm not sure Stanley Johnson was getting the call, you know, if, if it wasn't for COVID. No. And so, I mean, it's it's crazy to see a hundred a hundred jobs is a lot. I mean, that's like twenty five percent of the. There's NBA only four hundred and fifty players yeah, in the NBA. Yeah, so, um, you know what? You know that's that's uh that's pretty cool. Pretty crazy. Yeah, and I mean, we we've been talking about this as a constant theme, not just in the NBA but in sports in general. The healthiest team at the end of the year is realistically going to be the one hoisting the trophy at the end of the year. And I mean, like we've seen in the NBA, the teams least affected by COVID aside from the bulls. I mean, the warriors and the Suns, I think are two of the teams that have been least affected. I think the warriors more have been more affected than the Suns, but those are the two teams with the best record in the league right now. Yep. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely a factor and it's a major one. I mean, you know, you, you do gotta, you do gotta play it and, it's been really good for the G League as far as, you know, uh, these teams are going to want to have, you know, they're they're going to want to have their their JV team, for lack of a better term. Like, they want these guys to be kind of acclimated into the system and be able to be a plug-and-play team. Well, and that's, and that's why Stanley Johnson got the call from the Lakers is because he was on their G League team. Yep, so it's it's uh, they, it's been good for the G League in that sense. Definitely, definitely. The G League's already made such great progress. Um, this is only going to help it. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So, all right, let's let's move on now to uh, the second topic for three in the key. Uh, kind of a combo topic because it's uh, two players making their return, Tyler. First, we'll talk about what everybody was excited for. Yeah. Clay Day. I think he's got to be the most universally liked basketball player. I think he might be one of the most universally liked players in all of sports. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen a unanimous love for one guy. I mean, but I mean, it's so easy to like. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't take shots away from teammates. He doesn't. He he's not dramatic off the court. Yeah. He's 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 a winner. He plays defense. I mean, as 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 crazy as it is to say, he's basically. I mean, he went to high school in Orange County. He's he's a California stoner kid. Like he's just chilling. He's he. There's not really much that ticks he, him off. Like it. No, it's no. Like he's he, very. Yeah, you can tell he's very. He is he's, very kind of cool, cool, calm, and collected. I mean, you see the videos of him on I, IG on his Instagram story. The hair's got to go though. <laughs> he's Jackie Moon, man. The Come on. The hair's got to go. That ain't the, that ain't the look. 
But no, you see you see him with videos of him and his dog like just on his boat in, in the bay in San Francisco, just chilling, cruising, listening to music, just enjoying yeah. life. Yeah. Like Corey and Brett got to, you know, hang around him a lot in college. They both went to yeah. Washington State and they always just said every everything that I've ever heard about Clay is that he's he's just he's really funny. He's low key kind of a funny guy. Yeah. And he's just he's really nice and he's laid back and and just not uh not not a not a hyper person in general. Him and Kevin Love were a little league teammates uh, when his dad was a Portland Trailblazer, and obviously Kevin Love grew up in in the Portland area, and his his uh, family is a uh, famous for uh, I think his uncle's in the Beach Boys. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty Kevin sure. Love? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's his uncle. Damn. Yeah, Kevin Love's uncle's in the Beach Boys. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So I mean, he, yeah. So. Clay Thompson and Kevin Love have known each other for a yeah, very yeah. long time. Yeah, I, I knew I knew that I knew that they were um like you know, they were uh, teammates back in the day. And so I think it was really cool that Clay's first game back after 941 days was against the Cavs. Kevin Love, obviously the history between yeah, the Warriors yeah. I and thought the Cavs. It, I thought it was a perfect game for him to do it as well. Obviously the two teams are not who they were when they were at the height of what those two teams were. Um, I guess you can call it a rivalry. Um, yeah, of course. Four years in a row they played in the finals. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it just it was really cool to see that happen. And then, obviously, the Warriors getting the win was the cherry on top. They won 96-82. to 82. He had 17 points in 20 minutes. He shot 7 of 18 and 3 of 8 from 3. So, it's like... The 18 shots was the best part. I mean, it was clear that he was, he was going out there to... To get back into rhythm. Well, and then in his, they, they want him up to speed as fast as possible. Yeah, and I mean, he was in the starting lineup. I, he only played twenty minutes, so it's like it's clear they're still slowly working him back. But yeah, he gets four or five minutes spurts. Yeah, um, the I mean, he dunked on someone in his first game. He was not. He yeah, even said and, he wasn't and, expecting and, that. And and it was good. I mean, it was good to see him. You know, play full speed. You know, he didn't look hesitant. He didn't look like he was in his head yeah. about getting hurt. He landed awkwardly after the dunk. There was a he yammed it on a center. So it was like there was contact. It was full speed. It was, you know, it it's it looks like he's back. Yeah. And then in his second game against the Grizzlies, the Warriors did lose, but I mean everyone's losing to the Grizzlies right now, and we'll talk about that in in, in a little bit. Uh they lost one sixteen to one oh eight, but Clay was a starter again. And he was the only starter with a positive plus minus. He had a plus seventeen for the game in twenty minutes. That's yeah. pretty good. Like yeah. that's that's really good. He only had fourteen points. He was five of thirteen from the field, two of five from three. There's there's been some rust, but he looks comfortable. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't the the one thing you don't want to see is him like not look like himself, maybe hesitating or right. it looks like he's in his head, but they definitely took the time for him, you know, they coming off of a, a second injury. A ma- second that, major know, injury. They wanted to really make sure he was good to go, and I'm sure that he's been – he's probably been able to play fives for months. Yeah. You know, like, so I think he's actually, you know, at 90%. You know, they actually waited and, and got him back right. I mean, if Patience. he's at, if he's at 90% and, and he, he's still working his way to 100%, I mean – I'm very nervous to see what this team can do if he, if yeah, he gets back I, to 100. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I wouldn't say 100 is because is anybody ever really at 100, you know? I, Especially I know. after like, what he went through. Yeah, like, is his cardio maybe a little bit? But it's like, the dude's there. It's Clay Thompson. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm so excited to I have got a, him. I got a bunch of Fortnite wins in his. <laughs> I, got a, I got, like, an NBA skin, and I was Clay Thompson that whole day. Just sniping everybody. Just getting, yep, getting dubs with Clay before before <laughs> Clay Day. We wa- We watched the game. Obviously, big clay household living with Washington State grads. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, just having him back, it it just feels right. Like the like I don't. He's the ultimate teammate. I mean, he he just is. That's like I think that's what you hang your head on if you're Clay Thompson. And he's one of the best two way players in the NBA, I'm, which makes you a great teammate. You know, like I think that he is similar to like a Scottie Pippen. It's like, man, this dude's gonna seamlessly fit with anybody. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's great to see uh, Clay Thompson back in a Warriors uniform on the court, and I mean they're gonna need him if they want to make a title run. Yeah, I mean they they definitely need uh, need Clay in, in a title scenario. So right. they, they're they're a good squad when they got Clay out there. 
I mean, they were a good squad when they didn't have Clay yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, their they're starting five looks real, real nice all of a sudden. Yeah. All right. Now, the other debut we have to talk about, of course, is Kyrie Irving. He made his debut last week for the Brooklyn Nets. They beat the Indiana Pacers in Indiana 129 to 121. Obviously, I specified that the game was in Indiana because Kyrie is only allowed to play the road games right now. Uh, Some of them. Some of them, yes, correct. Kyrie scored 22 points in 32 minutes as he joined uh, both Kevin Durant and James Harden in the starting lineup for the first time this year. So, I mean, this was the first time the Nets had their full big three in the starting lineup uh, all season. He also had three rebounds, four assists, three steals, one block, and two turnovers. He was 9 of 17 from the field. He missed both three-point attempts he took. Um, he was a perfect 4 for 4 from the, the free throw line in his first game. He looked a little rusty to start missing his first three shots and committing the only two turnovers he had. But after that, he really settled in. And I mean, the Nets were down as many as 19 points in that game to the Pacers, and they, they ended up coming back to win. And they snapped a three-game losing streak with that win. But uh, then they lose his second game to Portland, who was without Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, actually. So they're 1-1 one one since Kyrie came back. The Nets have lost five out of their last seven. And before Kyrie even stepped foot on the court, once he was allowed to return, he actually entered health and safety protocols because he tested positive for coronavirus during all of that uh, massive breakout that we that we talked about throughout the league. And so, I mean, it was just such a, a weird predicament of how he was brought back and why he was brought back because... The only reason he was brought back was because the Brooklyn Nets team was decimated by COVID-19, and yeah. they were like, well, if he can only play the road games, we might as well just have him for the road games. And so, Yeah, I mean, he's taking up the roster spot anyways. Right, and so you might as well just play him. And so, I mean, the Nets kind of took some heat for that, obviously, for backing off of their stance of, of not letting him play at all because he's unvaccinated, and it's just easier to, to keep the distraction away from the team and all of that. But, I mean... Adding Kyrie Irving back to this team is a scary thought, yeah, even if it is for half a half. No, half no. The I time. mean, he's going to help him out in that chunk of games. I mean, it's not going to be a ton of games. Maybe like twenty-five games. He's going to be able to play in. I don't know. Yeah. Even if he'll play in that many this year. But what I what I'm really concerned about is that plug and play and the the continuity and just the, it's not the the good the good thing for the Nets. It's not like fucking up their chemistry because they're already getting fucked up. From right COVID, from COVID, and right. Stuff. So I get, I get like why they're doing it. Um, it's it it doesn't necessarily it's not going to be detrimental to the team, but uh, but I think long term it could be. Yeah, it is because you you can't rely on him. You know, as far as like making a run and 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 building this chemistry and this rotation and then getting to the playoffs. He, you know, he's not going to be able to play if so. they don't have home court advantage in the playoffs. He can only play in three of the games. Yeah, no, if if no. they have home court no, advantage. No, sorry, yeah, if they have home court advantage, he can yeah. only play in three. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. If they have home court advantage, he can only play in three of the games. Yeah, so it just. That's less like, than 50% of the series. So it's like you, you can't be, like, planning on him being part of the team moving forward if, if he can't play in over half the games. Can't play against the Knicks. You know, can't play against the Warriors. Can't play against the Lakers. I think the there Clippers. are. I think. I think actually there are exemptions in California for professional athletes. Yeah. So I think he can play in California, but I think there are other. There are a couple other arenas that he can't play yeah. in. But yeah. aside from in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and then obviously all the home games. So. It's just. It's just such a weird scenario. I did. I. I was shocked that the the Nets came I, off of their I, stance. I was too. I. I couldn't believe it. I. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, you just look weak. Oh, the Nets look super weak for doing yeah, this. Yeah. Super weak. Like you, you got to just pick one or the other. You know, if if you want him to be part of the team and and you're okay with him not being vaccinated, then just roll with that. If if exactly. you're not, then then you know make a line in the sand. Yeah, and they they did, and then they crossed that line in the sand and and went back on what they said. So it's it's a weird scenario, but I think I think. Obviously, adding Kyrie back to the team will help them out to a certain extent, but I think it will also at the same time hold them back because of the scenario that he's. Yeah, under. those minutes are those are those minutes that he plays the rotation. You're not going to be able to have those when it really matters. So. Yeah, 
So, and then uh, just real quick, just because the news came out earlier today that Ben Simmons and Rich Paul met with the the Sixers again. There's there's still no movement on that. Yeah, we nothing has changed. Yeah, the the only thing that changed is I think Daryl Morey has expanded the list of players that he might accept back in a trade, and I think they're also trying to throw in Tobias Harris into the deal. Uh, as well to get off of his contract as well, but it's just like once you put Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris's contract together, that's a very expensive trade, and not many teams can match that. There's only a certain few that can. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be uh, gonna be interesting. I wonder if John Wall is in the mix just because of the money. He should be, you know. Um, but he, Houston's trying to rebuild. I don't know if Ben Simmons wants to go to Houston. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's like, who who knows, you know, because Houston's not necessarily like what Ben Simmons is going to want to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he wants to play with Kevin Porter Jr. and and Jalen Green and Josh <laughs> Christian Wood. You know, that's a, it's pretty slim down there. Yeah, and I mean, we didn't even talk about what happened with Houston and but Christian as, Wood and Kevin Porter at halftime. But as far as, like, the money goes, you know, there's not a ton of, there's not a ton of options out there. Uh, and it just it just looks as a, as of right now, no one's offering up an all star for him. Which I mean, I don't necessarily blame them. I don't blame I don't blame Philly either. At least they're you know they're like sticking to their guns. They know that if they give this kid away, wh- whoever gets him, he's going to go ball out. Well, here's the thing: uh, Damian Lillard is now having surgery on his ab injury that's going to keep him out indefinitely, and I think it's pretty clear that Daryl Morey and the Sixers are fine with waiting this out as long as possible to where in the offseason talks with Portland could reheat again. And obviously Damian Lillard could be out for the rest of the year. We don't know exactly the timetable of the surgery. Who knows what could happen? So yeah, it'll be interesting to watch, but it, it'll take, it'll take, you know, it'll take another team like running into some sort of issue with their superstar or, you know, maybe their season's not going as well as they thought they were, or maybe it is going well and they want to make a push. Yeah. You know, it's going to take, um, you know, the dynamic of one of these teams changing to where they're like, okay, now we're in the mix for Ben Simmons. Yeah. All right. I said we were going to talk about the Grizzlies uh, a little later, uh, and here we are, Tyler, yeah. because the Grizzlies are the hottest team in the league right now. Yeah, they are. They currently sit at 29 and 14. They are in third place in the Western Conference. They are three and a half games out of first place right now. And they are ahead of the Utah Jazz, the Mavericks, and the Nuggets. And then the play-in scenario currently is the Lakers, Clippers, Timberwolves, and Blazers. Um, The Grizzlies, since November 28th, Tyler, I said that they were the hottest team in the league. The Grizzlies have won 20 out of their last 24 games and are currently in the midst of a 10-game win streak. Since Thanksgiving, the Grizzlies are first in net rating, defensive rating, win percentage, rebounds, steals, and blocks. And the 20 wins they have since Thanksgiving is the most in that span. And the next closest team uh, has won 15 games since Thanksgiving. So uh, thank you to Stat Muse, the website, for those stats. Uh, they tweeted that out uh, earlier today, and I was just like, yep, need to include that in my notes because, I mean, that's yeah. just remarkable for for a team this young. And, and I mean, that's really the theme of, of what I'm trying to get at with them being the hottest team and, and what's so remarkable about this team is how young they are but just how on fire they are, and it's – yeah, I mean, the, the, these this happens every now and then. If, uh, it's it's like a coming of age movie where the young team it it, it arrives. It all finally is put together. So this has been a, this has been a a turnaround that's like maybe three three years in the making or so since since the grit and grind era. Uh, you know, grit and grind hasn't left, Tyler. No, nah, I think these guys are a little something different. They're a little something different, but yeah, they still yeah, have that flashy. You but know? they have that grit to where it's yeah, like yeah. I, I think it's more, you know, the play style. Um they've they've got a bunch of unique basketball players around a couple stars. I mean, they hit with Jaron Jackson Jr. They obviously hit it out the park with John Morant. Uh Jaws Jaw has taken taken that another step, you know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's from, taking leaps literally and figuratively, Tyler. You know, he's t- he went, you know, he went from like a rookie of the year caliber player to 
Uh, maybe he's like right underneath an all-star, and now I think he's the clear-cut all-star. I think you could have and the Jer- argument. I think you could have the argument that he should have been the number one overall pick. Now, he, that's easy to say because Zion's not on the court. But it's easy to say, but we're dealing with yeah, reality. Yeah, here. which has been this has been the this has been the argument since they came in. But last year, Zion averaged twenty-seven points a game. He right. shot almost seventy percent at the rim. Son of a bitch. Um, but, Sorry, the Lakers lost. Damn but, it. Uh, Memphis, you know, I th- I still think that they're they're like a year, uh, you know, a year away from maybe like a deep playoff run or a championship type of run. They're they're a year or two away just because they're, you know, what when their backs against the wall, you know, and the, at the end of the game, is Jaw going to take everybody one on one or, you know, what's their where's their identity? He's going to need another piece at least. Uh, but I love guys like Kyle Anderson. Uh, Desmond Bain has been a Desmond really, Bain's a, been a huge surprise for them, averaging 18 points per there's game. There's always someone on the team. You know, when a team makes a big leap like this, there's always guys on the team that are making these same leaps. That's where it's coming from. Uh, you know, it, uh, who's the Brandon Clark is a nice player. Yep. Uh, they they've got unique basketball players kind of all over that. Tyus Jones. Yeah, and they're and they're they're not necessarily like I mean Brandon Clark, Kyle Anderson, Desmond Bain. Those guys lit up the Lakers the other night. And those guys are those guys are weird kind of positionless players. You know, they can do a little bit of everything. They have some length. As and they're 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 good compliments to Jaw. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you you hit it on the head. I mean, we were talking about Jaw at the bar the other day, and and it was like I think that Jaw is that kid that's like every 10, 11, 12 year old is his favorite player is probably Jaw. Yeah, I mean, for for a while it was Steph, and I think now it's going to transition to Jaw. I think yeah. I think that's a great. I, I think I think just like, just like Steph and just like Iverson, you know, it, just like Derrick Rose. Well, you, did you see what happened last night with the with the two fan the two uh, young fans in the crowd, uh, with the Steph jerseys on in Memphis? No. Jaw like goes to the hole. He, he gets fouled and one whatever. I, I don't know if it, would, but he he like like his momentum carries him into the crowd and he's very hyped up and animated. And these two kids in Memphis were dressed, decked out in Warriors uniforms. And they weren't even playing the Warriors at the time, I think. Uh, This was last night. And, like, the two kids, like, tried to get Jaw to give him a high five. And Jaw just, like, stares him down. And after the fact, he was like, nah, you you better take that Steph jersey off. Like, I'll, I'll, like, someone get me his number or info, and I'll send him, like, a a Jaw Morant jersey kind of thing. Yeah, no. And then today, the... Grizzlies social media account tweeted out saying any kid under 12 can turn in a jersey of another team like another team's player and get a replica Jaron Jackson Jr. jersey or a John Morant jersey in return for exchanging the other team's jersey. Yep. So they they've turned it into a really cool promotion. Um I I, I think John Morant is going to be one of the faces of this league for for a long time. He could be for sure. He play he plays 100 miles an hour. Yeah. But I, I definitely agree with you in, in the fact because I, I think we're... I think they're like a 5-6 seed in reality. You know, maybe they finish in the top four this year, but, you know... It's going to be I tough still, to pick still, them in a first-round series. Yeah, it's going to... Yeah, I get it. are they going to beat the Lakers, the Warriors, the Suns, even like the Jazz, the Nuggets? You know, these teams that have kind of already been there and, and established themselves and are making their multiple runs. Uh, but Memphis, I think here on out, they're here. You know, they're a playoff team. They're in the mix now, and and I don't see that you know going away anytime soon. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I don't think they're legit contenders in the West this year. No, I don't think that they have everything that they need to win a championship either. They're still, I think they're still a piece or two away, but they're they're on the right path. They're they're trending upwards, and they've got a young nucleus that they can build around for years to come. Yeah, and I mean, even if they keep their their you know handful of young guys, they're going to be a playoff team for you know the foreseeable future. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, the during this twenty four game span, they've beaten the Nets and the Suns. They're one and one against the Warriors, and they've beaten the Lakers three times. Young teams typically aren't afraid of people. You know, they're 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 playing with nothing to lose because they have nothing to lose They're This is like, you know, this is their first year. They're not even supposed to be here. They're not supposed to be the third seed in the West right now. And they're one of the most fun teams to watch in the league. I mean, I said John Morant's taking leaps literally and figuratively. I mean, 
some of the plays he's making. I mean, the block against the Lakers, the yeah. dunk against the Lakers. No, he's, he's got a lot of D Rose in him. I mean, there's a lot of that D Rose. I Russell think he's Westbrook. the closest. He's the closest thing to pre-injury D Rose. I think we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I think Wes, Russ West is in there too. So for sure, just just uh, hundred miles an hour. He, he kind of plays with an Iverson like style. Um, speaking speaking of that Russell Westbrook comparison, actually. Uh, Laker film room, uh, Pete Zayas uh, from Twitter, one of the best Laker follows on, on Twitter. Go follow him uh, at Laker film room. He's the host of the, the Laker film room podcast that I mention all the time on here. Um, he made the comparison to this young Memphis Grizzlies team. Obviously, it's a little bit different because they don't have three MVP caliber players on the team, but yeah. he made the comparison to that young Oklahoma City team to where it's like, they're really starting to find what works for them, and and the Thunder were starting to figure that out in 2009, 2010, and then you see them in the finals, 2011. Yeah, uh, the, the Thunder. Or 2012, excuse me, against the, the Heat where they lose. It's like they, they're really like. The Thunder are a good comparison, you know, as far as like, this is I was I, I was actually gonna mention like this was this was like that first year that the Thunder got into the playoffs and they played the Lakers in the first round. It was the first time K- KD had been to the playoffs. Yeah, but it's like they made the jump like a year before everyone thought they were going to. Yeah, you know exactly. Like, people could see what was coming. Like this is a good, and I think that's what you saw with Memphis. Like I see what's going to happen. These guys are going to be good. It's just hap- It's 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 now. It's not happening in the future. It's happening right now. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm very excited to to watch the Grizzlies the rest of the year. Obviously, it's been brutal watching them beat up on the Lakers this year, and they've absolutely demolished the Lakers when they when they've played them. But it's I mean, they're they're so much fun to watch. And Jaw Jaw's just he's just awe awe inspiring. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, no, he's a great basketball player. So all right. Great competitor. Yeah. So all right, let's let's move on now. Uh to close out the show, of course, with the Lake Show lowdown. We got a lot to uh talk about and a lot to catch up on. Obviously you heard uh, me get very upset when I got the notification that the Lakers lost tonight to the Sacramento Kings, 125 to 116 in Sacramento, LeBron had 34 points, seven rebounds, and six assists. So he continues his dominant stretch of play, which uh, which I'll get into in a, in a little bit. But the last time we recorded, Tyler, the Lakers had just won six out of their last eight games, and like we mentioned before, they had a few players entering health and safety protocols, so there was a lot of. Uh, turnover with the roster and plug and play with uh guys in 10-day contracts and guys going in and out of protocols i mean russell westbrook had a false uh positive uh and so there there was just a lot of question marks with who was going to be playing each night obviously since we last recorded as well the lakers lost anthony davis to an mcl sprain that was diagnosed as at least a four to six week injury we're coming up on that four-week mark uh, officially this week, and, and we finally saw Anthony Davis get some light pregame work in before the Grizzlies game the other night, actually. Um, so they that was that was really good to see. Um, Trevor Ariza made a season debut on Christmas. Uh, they had uh, all the players return from health and safety protocols, like I was saying. They traded Rajon Rondo to the Cleveland Cavaliers after a need for point guard came about for the Cavs when Ricky Rubio tore his ACL uh, and then the Lakers, they've obviously been trying to figure out a way to create a roster spot to work the buyout market, trade market, all of that. And trading Rajon Rondo was going to be the most cost-effective way to uh, save as much money as possible in the luxury tax way uh, to open up a roster spot without having to cut someone outright. So that was obviously an interesting dynamic because – Rondo's been a huge part of this team since joining the Lakers in his first stint uh, to help lead them to a championship in 19 and 20. And then he took the year off last year, played for a couple teams last year. And then he comes back this year in more of like a mentor role, coach role, but he's still a player in uniform. And they really did use him and need him a lot because of all of the injuries that the Lakers had sustained early on this year. But the Cavs had more of a need for him, and so the Lakers had to make a move. Now, the game that AD injured his knee, the Lakers were playing the Timberwolves. They lose that game, and that kicked off a five-game losing streak and six losses out of their next seven. 
Then they go on a four-game win streak, which kicked off with a 33-point win over the Blazers on New Year's Eve, which we were talking about earlier because we were supposed to be there. Uh, then they got three wins over the Timberwolves, Kings, and Hawks. That four-game winning streak uh, was snapped the other night when they got their asses kicked by John Moran and the Grizzlies, like we just talked about. Now they're on a two-game losing streak because they just lost to the Sacramento Kings tonight, and the Lakers find themselves in the seventh seed, and they are technically tied with the Denver Nuggets at 10.5 games back, but Denver's in the sixth seed. The Lakers are in the playing scenario at the seventh seed. Um, I mentioned LeBron James just scored 34 points tonight. Since AD has been out, he has been on fire. Coming into tonight's game against the Kings, he was averaging 34.1 points per game, 9.9 rebounds, 6.2 assists, 1.4 blocks, 1.7 steals. He's shooting 57% from the field and 39.8% from three. He also became the youngest player in NBA history to reach 36,000 points during AD's absence. And he also passed Oscar Robertson uh, for seventh on the all-time assists list. So just seeing what LeBron James has been doing since Anthony Davis has been out, he turned 37 in the middle of all of this uh, since we took our break and since Anthony Davis has been out. It's it's just been absolutely insane. So I, I just want to hear what you have to say real quick before we get on to everything else that's been going on. Yeah. Uh, LeBron's just, been insane, Tyler. Just another, yeah, just another kind of reminder of what, what he is to the game and um, his greatness, his longevity and, and consistency. And he's, he's throwing up numbers. He was throwing up as a teenager in the league. And, um, you know, I, I, it just looks like it just looks like he's got five five more seasons in him. It's it's crazy. I mean, nineteen it, it look, years in I the think, league. And I think he for sure breaks Kareem's record. He just he needs like I think when he reached thirty six thousand, I think the stat came out. It was like he needs like eighty nine games at twenty five points per game to break it. So it's like that's very doable. No, I think in the next two years he breaks it. Um, not not next year, but the year after. And then I I also think that you know he he's got eyes on his son and playing with his boys, so um, it's just it's incredible. I mean, I kind of got I've kind of gotten used to just being you know awestruck by LeBron and, and the things he does. Yeah, definitely. Now, I mean, another I mean, to do it, he's got to do it at the same time as Brady as well. So it's like you're just you're seeing a new age and a and a and a new mindset on how to approach a career and, and get the most out of it. Yeah. Now, Russ, Russell Westbrook, has uh, been averaging coming into tonight's game against uh, the Sacramento Kings 17.6 points per game, 9.2 rebounds per game, 8 assists per game, and 4.4 turnovers a game. He's shooting 41.4% from the field and, and only 18% from three since Anthony Davis has been out. He's been getting a lot of criticism lately uh, because, I mean, he was playing so well before AD got hurt. Him and LeBron and AD were really starting to gel together as a trio, and things were really starting to come together. And then AD gets hurt. Then he has nine turnovers, seven in the first half in a win against the Timberwolves that the Lakers almost lost. Um the the game after that, he follows it up with zero turnovers. Uh, and then the next game after that, three turnovers in a game where he was uh, a team high in the plus minus, but he fouled out in that game. But, I mean, he still ended up with a, a plus minus, uh, the highest plus minus on the team. I believe it was like a plus 22 uh, for the night, and he he fouled out with like four minutes to go in the sixth uh, in the fourth quarter. And then he had zero turnovers against the Grizzlies and then only one turnover tonight against the Sacramento Kings, but he was 2 of 14 and 0 of 5 from 3 tonight against the Kings. So I think he's taken the turnover criticism to heart and really, I mean, obviously I, what he says in the media, I don't believe he actually is saying to his teammates because he's had a lot of stuff in the media to where it's like people are thinking he's just out there doing it, what he does because he was comparing missed shots to to turnovers after the nine turnover game and everything like that. And so people were like, no, they're not, they're not the same, but it's just like, he's just saying that to the media to get them to shut yeah, up. And yeah. like, 
what he's doing well, behind closed doors. What he was trying to say, team. yeah, what he was trying to say is like people make mistakes. I play, I play hard. I play yeah. 100 miles an hour. I'm allowed to miss shots. I'm allowed to turn the ball exactly. Over. Exactly. You know, because you get everything else along with that. I it's mean, what I've been saying this whole the, time. You, you get take the, dunks, the good with the get, bad with Russell. That, the, yeah, absolutely. And that's why he's been a debated player his entire career. Yeah. So, I mean, I... He's the only person I've ever seen that, like, his stats may, are, are so good that it's, like, used against him. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, has Russell Westbrook worked out perfectly and exactly how the Lakers were thinking it was going to work out when they traded for him? No, but he's one of the only he's one of the only players to play in every single game this year for the Lakers, and well, has he played? Yeah, he he's played in every single game for the Lakers, and he's honestly helped win them some games and keep them in some games. Yeah, and and he's a guy that really needs Ant on the court. He makes the Ant, him and Ant make each other so much better because of the you know Ant's a great jump shooter. And can space out the court, and and Russell is, you know, he can he can make a play and make a decision whether you know whether it's attack the rim, kick it out to Ant. I mean, they they those two really play off well together. Like Russ and LeBron as a duo, it it's it's not the same dynamic because those are both just like playmakers. Right. Whereas Ant really brings it all together because he's the he's kind of the superstar go to players so and we were starting to see that before ad got hurt because the lakers had benched yeah. deandre jordan they were starting to play ad at the five more yeah. we'll, we'll talk about lebron playing the five more now that ad is out in a, in a minute but no, i'll never i'll never think that russ russ's play style is detrimental to a team i mean he plays hard he plays fast he takes risks but he's a big time playmaker are his mistakes loud yes but the good things he does are obviously just as loud if not louder exactly yeah, and and at the end of the day, you're gonna need Russ in a in a championship uh, situation. He he apply he may not be like a lockdown defender, but he applies pressure on the other end. Where, you know, if if Steph Curry has doesn't want to guard Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul doesn't want to guard Russell Westbrook. You know, now they may want to play offense against him, but you don't want to guard him. So they're gonna they're gonna need Russ down the stretch. Definitely, and then another player that's that's really stepped up since AD has been out, is Malik Monk. I've been thanking the basketball gods every day that the Lakers got this guy for the vet minimum contract. Since Christmas Day and returning from health and safety protocols before tonight, he's averaging 20 points per game on 52.6% uh, shooting from the field and 44.5% from three. He's just been one of the, the major bright spots for this team tonight, he had 22 points. He was seven of 13 and six of nine from three against the Kings. He was a minus 14, but I mean the Lakers lost by nine points. So, yeah, that that sucks. But I mean, he was also one of the only. I think what, he's one of three players in in double digits for the Lakers tonight. LeBron, Malik Monk, and Austin Reeves were the only players in double digits tonight. I, I like Malik. I think what he really brings to the table is youth and energy. I, I think mean, uh, it's it's something that this this Lakers team doesn't have. I mean, this is a team that's loaded with veterans. Um, so to bring in, that's why THT was important to bring in to bring in a guy like Malik Monk is important because they need those youthful legs, that energy. Um, and and he's a, and he's a he's a player. I mean, he's a hooper. He's got a really nice offensive game. He got the the swaggy P seal of approval because he's only got uh, tattoos yeah. on his left arm because he keeps his right arm strictly yeah. for buckets. I don't know how I never noticed that Nick Nick Young didn't have a tattoo on his right arm. Let's see. Well, he so. he ended up he ended up tattooing his right arm and then he's out of the league. So, oh, well, there you go. Yeah, but I mean, Malik has been such a bright spot for this team. Yeah. You you hit no. the nail right on the head. The energy that he brings for this team, I think. Obviously, he's in the starting lineup now because he has to be based I off like of it. personnel. But I like him with the second unit because yeah. he's a spark off the bench that can create his own shot. He's yeah. a he's a three level scorer that can take you off the dribble. He can score in the mid range. He can score the three. I always thought he was very. He reminded me a lot of uh, Jamal Crawford. He's got the same kind of body, um, skinny, skinny, wide shoulders, long arms, can sneaky shoot, bounce, can shoot off the dribble. Um, you know, can can rise from three, can hit from mid range, can get to the basket, like you said, uh, three level scorer. So he he just uh, it just didn't get put together 
you know, over in, in Charlotte. He missed a year. I think he was out his almost his entire his second year in the league. Well, I mean, it's also about opportunity. Uh, and then he was, you know, he was a Calipari guy, and I remember Calipari talked very well about his scoring ability. Him and LeBron James, since Anthony Davis have been out, have been able to to find this chemistry in a, in the two man game to where Malik is hitting LeBron cutting, LeBron's hitting Malik cutting. Where they they they've just found this chemistry to where LeBron and Malik Monk, when they've been on the court together, good things are happening for the Lakers, and it's just been a, a really nice addition to this team. And and they got him for the cheap, and and unfortunately, I think he's outplaying his contract to where the Lakers aren't going to be able to re-sign him this offseason. No, 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 he he's established unless he wants to be a Laker. Yeah, I think I think there might be a chance, depending on how the season goes, he could take a hometown discount and stay with the team for one more year, maybe take a flyer. On a, on a one year deal again. Yeah, I mean, he could kind of go the same route KCP KCP played it. Hey, just got to get Malik Monk to turn into a clutch client first. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Now, uh, the Lakers also guaranteed Avery Bradley's contract for the rest of the season. I think that was the right move. There was uh, a lot of people that were questioning why Bradley was playing early in the season, and and I just kept saying it was because Vogel trusts him. He knows the system. And he plays defense. He he plays hard. He he's always he, he's usually always engaged on defense. And so that that that's the type of player Frank Vogel likes. And obviously he was a part of the team that won the championship. And then he gets cut by the Warriors in the preseason. And the Lakers have a bunch of injuries to their backcourt. And Avery Bradley becomes available. And he's uh, a player that Frank Vogel recognizes and likes. And and was an integral part, like I was saying. And the Lakers sign him, and he's been starting games for them. And, I mean, I I think the season started out kind of rocky for him, but overall, coming into tonight, he's been shooting 40% from three for the season. That's what you want Avery Bradley to do for this team. You want him to yeah. shoot threes, and you want him to play defense. Yeah, when you're playing with this this starting lineup, you don't, you don't need guys to do too much. You need three and D. Yeah, and, I mean, he's a perfect complement to, to Russell. He allows Russell to play off the ball. Uh, Avery can guard the 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 main ball handler, uh, and Avery can go spot up and shoot. Yeah, and I mean, since the lineup change happened and the Lakers abandoned the idea of playing DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard as much, if at all, I mean, with LeBron at center, Avery Bradley is just, he's either spotting up for a shot or he's cutting to the basket, and LeBron's finding him, and he's getting a layup or a foul. It's It's just been great to watch i i have been a big avery bradley fan since he was on the lakers uh, a couple of years ago because he was such an important part of that team yeah to where he's found himself becoming such an important part of this team again as well and it's there was a lot of noise uh, about why he was playing and i think he just kept continuing to prove why he was yeah, playing with his guy. play yeah he's a glue guy you don't you don't necessarily want Malik Monk all his minutes to be with the big dogs because you want him to create his own shots. You play him with the second unit, so he has some, you know, some, some different uh, um, opportunities. Opportunities, yeah. yeah. And then I mentioned Stanley Johnson when we were, we were talking about all the COVID players. They signed him Weapon to next. Yeah, they signed him to another ten day contract. Uh, I said I expect him to be around uh, for the rest of the season. He. Did not start tonight, actually. Um, the starters tonight were LeBron, Trevor Ariza, Russell Westbrook, Avery Bradley, and Malik Monk. Um, LeBron, he's been uh, playing center a lot lately. Um, they're 5-2 and two after tonight with him starting at center. Um, I think him at center has been a very, very interesting experience. There's been a lot of good if you look at a lot of the lineup data in terms of the plus minus and the on off numbers of who's playing with who when LeBron's at at center. Um, one thing that I I'm potentially worried about is the taxing of LeBron's body with him playing center, but the addition of Stanley Johnson gives you that flexibility to use Stanley Johnson as another small ball center to where you can put. Stanley Johnson and LeBron James out there at the same time. And LeBron might be the center on offense, but 
Stanley Johnson can guard the other team's center yeah, and on defense, on, and LeBron can play rover and call out yeah. the and coverages and defense. And, playing, you know, it's it's like you're playing the Kings. You can and they're starting Marvin Bagley at center. You can play LeBron at center. You know, it's you're never going to want LeBron to guard seven footers. They they don't want him to guard Jokic and Cat and these well, guys. And, but and the Kings, for example, are gonna a team. Be a it's going to be a nice. It's going to be a nice lineup to play these small ball teams yeah and i mean the kings for example are a team where you can play dwight howard because they have guys like marvin bagley and alex len obviously deandre jordan has, has not been in the rotation at all and dwight howard has been the the backup center for lebron and it came out uh that when ad does come back frank vogel said that ad will most likely be the starting center and then it'll be lebron as the backup and then dwight uh in spots where they need him to to play, in, yeah, Dwight's in, gonna have to play against some of these these bigger guys. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, but it's a it's a nice it's a nice thing to have in the bag now. Um, you know that you've got a small ball lineup. You know, if you're playing Golden State and Draymond's out there at center, you know you've you've got you've got the tools on your team to kind of combat all these different play styles. Yeah. Now, so the the team is halfway through the year. They've after tonight, now they've played 42 games. They're exactly at 521 and 21. What are your impressions overall halfway through the year of the team and where where do you think they can go? Well, they're only going to get, I mean, they're only going to get better as far as rotation chemistry-wise, playing, playing together longer. It's still so many, there's still so many new pieces finding their way. And then obviously COVID kind of derailed that process, which is why I think they're still 500. Um, We've still yet to see Kendrick Nunn play too. Yeah, I think I think that by the end of the year they're they're you know they're more in a winning record, maybe get to 50 wins. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they get to 50 wins, but I yeah, mean, I no. will say the one thing in their favor is how stacked the West is right now and how crowded it is. Because that's helping them stay afloat in the standings. Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I think in the standings they'll they'll be all right. I, I like, like I've compared them to the Bucks, you know, of la like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, where it was every single week they got better and better and better yeah. together. And then I just see that's what the process that the Lakers are going through now. They have to get better though. You know, it, it, every week it's kind of changing. You're getting to play with these guys more and more and more. But it need, but you also need to like take that time and and turn it into playing better, not just time together. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely think that's been the one thing that they've been missing the most, and we've talked about it every episode. We've talked about the, the Lakers team's since built the season started. Davis, I mean, obviously LeBron is the he is the everything for the Lakers, the coach, the GM, the star player. <laughs> he does, he he is, but. He's not what this team's dynamic was built around. They need they need their 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 star offensive threat. No, I mean this team is not going to be the same without its second best player. LeBron is not a scorer. I mean he scores, but that is not his that's not his game. He is the distributor. He is a a playmaker. Yeah, he wants the ball in his hands. So I'm I'm looking at ESPN's standings because they did update now that all the NBA games are over for the night and uh, the Lakers and Clippers are actually tied now with the same record at 21 and 21, 11 games out of first place. the The Clippers are in the seventh spot. the The Lakers are in the eighth spot. And then the Nuggets in the sixth, Mavericks in the fifth, Jazz four, Grizzlies three, Warriors two, Phoenix one, and then Minnesota at nine and Portland at ten. So it's it's a crowded group uh, here in the West, and I mean I I I think you're completely right, Tyler. The the more time that this team will have together on the court, fully healthy, and we've said it the entire time, it's the better they will be. And yeah. they just have not had that opportunity at all this year. No, they they haven't hit their stride. So um, you know, just keeping an eye out for that is is going to be kind of the theme of the rest of the season. Is when is this Lakers team going to really hit stride and just kind of take off? Yeah. So, all right, that just about does it for uh, our NBA episode tonight. Tyler, you got a shout out before we get out of here? Um, no, I'll shout out. I'll shout out all the 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 Seattle Hoopers getting the getting the love. I got to go see Jalen Noel, Jaden McDaniel's playing real life. Got to see Isaiah Thomas back on the court. Avery Bradley's getting uh, uh, extended with the Lake Show. 
Um, so yeah, shout out the the Seattle Hoopers doing it big right now. And we're gonna go see Sabonis next week. Seattle kid might be number one pick in the draft. Coming Ooh. up. Duke's Paulo Benchero. There we go. So my shout out is going to be Dirk Nowitzki uh, for getting his jersey retired by the Dallas Mavericks last week. Uh, Mark Cuban also unveiled that uh, a new statue will be built outside of the Mavs Arena in Dallas of him obviously hit, hitting his patented one-legged uh, fade away. They gotta they gotta x out the the ba- like the three basketballs. <laughs> it, it looked so weird. Well, so. Um, like I just believe put the one just put the one basketball in his hand. I know? believe Elgin Baylor's uh it does. statue it has a weird like has uh, multiple basketballs in it as well. It does this doesn't look right. I don't know. When I saw the little like mock up yeah, 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 yeah. I, like, I was like, it's a dope it's a dope statue. Like Dirk Dirk's signature is a sick statue. Like a one put foot it, fadeaway jumper. They put it on the court and Mark said it's never coming off the court. Yeah, it, it's a great it's a it's a great look. It's, it's a great it's, silhouette. It's, yeah, yeah. It's just like, why, why'd you put three basketballs on there? Trust me, there were there were plenty of memes on the internet saying it, it, it was like a, NBA hot, like the hot shot game. I uh, they were saying it looked like something else, Tyler. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll just leave that at that. Yeah, we can we can do that one. <laughs> so I, with that, I did, I did hear that as well. Yeah. So with that, that wraps up. No, I'm just playing. Shout out to Dirk. Um, he's the man. I think he's. Uh, I think personally, he's the best international basketball player to ever play in the nba yeah it's tough the, uh, like uh, with that that argument i always you know hakeem is kind of the only reason i don't count hakeem is because he, he played, played college col- here yeah yeah which is like which is tough to leave him out of that you know i know it, but he played four years of college here yeah yeah it is it, it, that is that is true though i mean but like as a at houston you would have called him an international player oh yeah, he was uh, yeah yeah that's, he never played for the U.S. in the Olympics. Like some people were like, "Oh, Tim Duncan's the best international player because he's from the Virgin Islands." No, stupid. That's, that's the U.S. Virgin Islands. Yeah, he played for the yeah. the U.S. in the Olympics in 2004. Yeah, like, I mean, he Duncan is like that's like a kid growing up in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, nah, he didn't grow up in like the states, but he did kind of grow up in the states. Like their culture, you know, has has America all over it. Yeah. So, I mean. Dirk's the man. No, I just, Dirk, Dirk is for sure, like, arguably the best international player ever. Yeah. Not, 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 I mean, if, if it's not him, it's maybe one or two guys. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's either him or Hakeem if you want to count yeah. Hakeem. I just don't count him. No, no, no. I, I think a lot of people don't. Yeah. So, all right. For real now, with that, that wraps up episode 227 of the TSK show for Tyler Pacholke. I'm Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening to us. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Sports Kingdom show. Peace.